Hello, hello, and hello, and welcome to the cup. The cup refill, that is. Because mm-hmm. we're doing something different. We're doing something new. We're, we're here on the cup TV. You hear it? You hear what I'm saying? This is the cup TV. Not just the cup, but the cup TV. The cup refill, if you will, where reality of the past becomes the tea of today. Period. I am your girl, Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea per. And uh, yeah, so if you have some, you know what to do. Hit me up. Today, I'm actually drinking Sprite. Sure, it has no caffeine in it because it's later in the evening and I'm going to probably have to go to bed soon at some point. So I don't need the caffeine right now. But it's so refreshing. It's so delicious. And I love me some Sprite. But if I was drinking something in my cup, like a little bit of tea, I would probably have drinking it in this cup mug. Wait a minute. Oh, Jack, <laughs> oh, Jack wasn't prepared. <laughs> they weren't prepared. They weren't prepared. They weren't ready to do so. <laughs> The oh, things God. of the things that we do, but <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> we are Get so crazy. Link below. Link below oh, the bio at lanagiescreations.etsy.com. Um, we're so cracked over here. It is what it is. We do what we do, but yeah. That's what we're here for. Go get you one. Not this. Not this at all. And I'm Logan Murphy say something gay. Gay, I, for once, I feel incredibly gay on this podcast because I'm drinking iced coffee. Um, He finally proved it. I had a rough night and then I woke up. I slept most of the morning today. I woke up and I was like, I have a Duncan gift card. I'm going to use it. As you should. So I've got Munchkin sitting on the table over there. And then I got myself a cold brew with oat milk, uh, butter pecan, and toasted almond. And it's really good. I love me some Munchkins. I need me some in my life. Ugh, they have oh, no. donut mm. Munchkins now. Is a thing? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Love it. I'm always like I lived on Munchkins as a child growing up. My mom always bought Munchkins because it was the easiest for all of us to get what we want. But I thought I heard they changed them. Like they don't have certain Munchkins anymore. Like oh, the box that I have, it's glazed chocolate, um, sugar, just regular sugar, and then there's jelly donut and uh, blueberry cake. <laughs> See, they didn't have powder. Powdered munchkins was our thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We always yeah. had the powdered munchkins. It was powder, it was chocolate, and it was glaze. Those were yeah. three. And that's <laughs> what I was expecting when I bought this box. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, there's jelly donut munchkins. What's happening? I'm like, here for a jelly donut munchkin, period. I also was, because I had one. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yes. However, I wish they had sour cream donut munchkins, because a sour cream donut is my absolute favorite donut of all time. Okay. Well, welcome to our donut podcast. Um, (laughs) 
Wait, we should let the other person speak, I guess. That uh, might be maybe. a good idea. Uh, hi, my name is Jack. I am an org host, reality TV watcher, now a ride-off at Six Flags, uh, oh. game designer, college student, and overall mess. Um, yes, absolutely as a mess. two minutes ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, just slightly. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, today, I mean... I just have a white claw. It's work. work. It's, it's a, <laughs> a, it's a Sunday wait, I, night. Wait, I need what? to. I need to. I need to tell whether I'm going to judge you or not. Which what flavor do we have? Uh, it's the random one that I grabbed out of the fridge. It is tropical mellow smash. Okay, I probably can't have it, but I'm glad that you are. Pineapple oh. allergies. Ah, yeah. that'll do it. I just I avoid anything tropical unless I make it myself. Uh, yeah just uh natural flavors which means uh could kill you um probably will kill me um speaking of tropical Mm -hmm. let's head back to 2010 in the south pacific Mm -hmm. because we are talking about survivor heroes versus villains Oh boy. I will say this. I did not recall watching this season when I started watching it. So I'm like, did I watch this season? I feel like I should have, and I feel like I did, but I did not remember it. So rewatching it, I'm going to put that in air quote because I don't know if I watched it the first time, but rewatching it felt very new to me. So I feel like this might be a season that I did not watch. And so I'm watching it now. It's going to be like new. And I'm excited because I have lots of thoughts on these first two episodes. Lots of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, Jack, this is your first time watching Heroes vs. Villains. So, I mean, I've gone down the rabbit holes of clip shows and, like, lists for Survivor. So... I know what happens generally. Like I know how the season ends up kind of turning out. And we I all know, know the winner. We, we all know, we all, know we all know the winner. We all know like the big events. It's more seeing like, oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that. It's just seeing all the pieces click together, like finally, that makes this really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh and also. Um, just the complete different way, like, you can tell that there isn't, like, this insane layer of, oh, yeah, there are, like, 30 different twists in the game. Good luck. It's literally, like, yeah, there might be an idol out there. Maybe. Who knows? It's not my problem. And the idol isn't immediately being talked about as, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. which is like, so I started watching it with my family in Kaguya. Oh, um, yeah, I forget that Kaguya was your first season. So, at least that's the first one that I remember. Sure. So, I, like, Kaguya was just on the precipice of them starting to introduce more twists. Mm-hmm. So, 
it it is really interesting just to see like the basic dynamics of Zerwanti playing out again. Mm-hmm. And I just can't like I can't wait to see what happens. And even though I haven't watched some of the other 19 seasons, I'm like, oh yeah, no, you from this, you from this, you from this, you from this, you from this. Like mm-hmm. it is all of the people that are memorable. Mm-hmm. So well, mostly. Yeah. Totally. And, and I will say this. It was nice watching, going back to watch this, when people didn't come into Survivor like, we're just going to be nice to each other. We're going to be a nice tribe, and we're going to kumbaya this thing. They came in like, look, we're here to play. And not just on the village tribe, but even on the heroes tribe, it was like, People came in here to play this game and they were not holding back any punches on anything. It was like the heroes tried to be like nice, but it was like that took one episode for that to be like, mm, yeah, we're not always nice. We're not all going to be nice. That's not how this works. And I love that because in this modern age of Survivor that we're seeing, we see everybody trying to be nice and trying to play nice. and everybody, We're a whole happy family. Ugh. I don't want that in Survivor. I don't I don't want happy families in Survivor. I want savages. I want people out there doing playing the game hard. I want to watch that. I don't want to be a part of it, but I want to watch that. So I, I was I love that. I love going back and seeing people them coming out the gate playing. I I love this season. So when we started, so after 44 ended, Survivor 44, we were all kind of like but we want to keep watching Survivor and talking about it. And so instantly, my my immediate thought, and Dominic's as well, who's not here today, but will be popping on this season, I know for sure. Um, we both immediately said Heroes versus Villains because it is kind of one of those turning point seasons in Survivor. I definitely want to go back and do a lot of the older seasons too because that's kind of where my memory gets a little hazy with Survivor. Um, but I definitely remember this season. I cannot wait for all of the crazy shit that happens in this season. Like, and it's crazy two episodes in. It only, like, it starts at 100 and stays at 100 and then goes to, like, 110 at some point. Great. Like, it is, it is a wild season. For me, it is in my top five favorite seasons of all time. And I think a lot of people tend to agree with that just because the caliber of people that they cast on this season is incredible. The level of gameplay is even more incredible. Like there are just, there are moments that I just cannot wait to relive and talk about and hear what y'all think about it because it's all just. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> but we have to start where we always start, which is the intro That's package. And I miss the good old intro packages, the helicopters flying in. I do miss it. I have to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. and then we got an actual, um, an actual intro song. We got the da 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 da. I was like, I miss this. Me too. Yeah. And then I, I was get- reminded very quickly about how much I'm just going to be thirsting over James this whole season. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sorry. 
<laughs> he may not be a great survivor player, but God, is he nice to look at? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a giant, like, oh God, what is he? Like six, 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 six five? I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just, just yes. Um, yes. And yes. <laughs> I love that. I love to see you all thirst over that beautiful chocolate oh, man. Absolutely. There I are two that. men that I will be thirsting over this entire season. One of them is James, and the other one is Colby. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, Coach? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I forgot. I, I remembered very quickly how much I am just not. I am, but I'm not a fan of Coach. Like, this season, from what I remember, I think I enjoyed Coach a little bit. But I can never remember, because he's been on, like, I think three or four seasons. I'm like, I never remember which Coach seasons I enjoy him. Because on, um, I hate him on South Pacific. I absolutely hate his character on South Pacific. But I'm pretty sure that I like him on this season. So, um, I, it's such an interesting and diverse group of people too and there's so many like there's so many layers to this season because this was the first season that featured three-time players mm -hmm. it had a lot of people play the first time and then they either played all-stars or they played fans versus favorites and so like running down the list stephanie was a third or was a th three-time player Icon, Legend, and My Mother, Three Fields. This was her third time. This was James's third time. Rob's third time. Amanda's third time. Rupert's third time. Colby's third time. Jerry's third time. Parvati's third time. Like Amber's third time as well, I think? Amber was not on this cast. Oh, wait, no. Amber no, is I'm not on this season, thing. darling. Yep, yep, I'm thinking of the wrong season. Ignore I me. I think you're thinking of Danielle, if you're thinking I of anyone am. on this season. I am. I oh, definitely am. And my I brain is still in working. Am. I am such a Danielle stan. I'm <laughs> ready to just be a fan of Danielle this whole season. I love Danielle. Uh, this, oh, this cast is just so good. And we had, what, three winners, I believe? Um. So there's Sandra, there's Tom. Sandra, Tom, and um, Parvati. Parvati. Yeah, poverty. JT had JT one. did one. JT won two. Oh, I was okay. like, so JT did win token chains, right? He sure did. He sure did. Four. So that's four, four winners. winners. It's it's such an interesting dynamic. Um, and this is where the fun facts come in, and this is where my own research comes in. Yeah, because of course. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait! Can I intro it? Because I came up with a fun. It. It's go time for, it. for a Jack fact. Oh, hi. I love it. Oh, slant rhyme. Oh, wait, we, we need a banner for that. I think Jack Wait, Facts. I'm on it. We need a Jack Facts <laughs> Not banner. the production immediately going into effect. Oh, I love it. We have to have one. It's time for but, Jack Facts. Uh-huh, period. If you have ever seen any sort of Survivor season or had to deal with any org casting, you know that on an All-Star season, you have to cut people for a variety of reasons. They can't relate. I've never been asked. 
Okay. What are we, what are so, we to be to All be to be completely clear, uh, literally as the time we are filming this, I am currently casting a heroes versus villain season for my own org work bitch I love uh, that. and i think the day this is getting released that's the day of the cast reveal so uh probably you know just, what day it's going, so. yeah uh so <clears throat> there are a lot of people who just were in for a second and then thrown out mm-hmm. um i'm just gonna go through a couple of the interesting ones so um the two probably uh, closest people to getting cast, Natalie Bolton and Eric <gasps> Reichenbach. Both oh, no! On-site alternates no! that were eliminated because no one dropped out last minute. Damn it. I love In Natalie a- Bolton. Candace Cody revealed... That she was supposed to be on the villains tribe yeah. and poverty was supposed to be on the heroes yeah. tribe. Yep. But I yeah. did know that one. I didn't uh, know the Natalie and Eric one. I did know that it was Candace and Parv. Yeah. Uh the other ones that are important, and this one slightly annoys me. Uh there is a lot of reasoning why Johnny Fairplay went out first in uh fans versus favorites yep he would have been considered for this season but technically jeff counts as a quit so it doesn't count jeff that's the reason that fair plays not even in contention it's because technically he quit because he asked to be voted out but anyone who has known anything knows why fair play asked to be voted out and it was a very, very bad medical mishandling on production side. Yep. So that sucks. Um, yep. Then there are just a bunch of people. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm just reading the list here. Uh, Richard Hatch was asked to return. But he was on house arrest, and his yep. request was denied by a federal judge in Rhode Island. I did which know is, that. Just beautiful. Uh, and a lot of people who ended up uh, just simply uh, getting offers, couldn't do it for work. Probably the most interesting one that is left is that Sierra Reed of Token Sheens was going to be a member of the Heroes Tribe, yeah. but got engaged to a producer from her season and as such could not compete. <laughs> I Yeah, I love that. And those are the primary, like, interesting things. The only other thing of note. Obviously, like like most seasons, uh, like Bruce from going from 44 to 45, mm-hmm. uh, the people on Heroes vs. Villains weren't able to watch Russell's season. And in fact... They couldn't know anything about Russell's season. They were simply told that he was one of the top five villains of all time and was not allowed to discuss anything else because they didn't know what the season was and they did not know what it was when it aired. So they just know Russell's a villain. Which... That's an interesting choice. 
which leads to some, I would assume, some very, very interesting underestimation later on. Yeah, it informs a lot of the mid and late portions of the game. And that's why you get, like, um, a lot of the confessionals in this first episode, you get a lot of, can I trust Russell? I don't know if I can trust Russell. That's why. Because no one knows what he did. Because Samoa literally hadn't aired. So. Yeah. Uh, so 20 people with one extra spot intentionally left open in case someone from Samoa needed it. And that person was Russell. So that's where we are. Woo. Well, <laughs> we land on the beach. Everybody's here. We immediately go into the first challenge, and I remember this first challenge very well for several reasons. <laughs> so there are different. This is the challenge that has, been, that has been done several times. I think this was the second time that this challenge played. Yes, the first uh, being, first time was in Panama. Ex, yeah, Exile Exile Island. So, um, there are different lanes. You have to run down to the lane, dig up a, dig up the bag, get it back. But there's two people from each tribe going at it um moments of note stephanie dislocates and then relocates her shoulder great wonderful i remember watching that for the first time and just being like oh my god like shivers through my whole body and i'm a stephanie lagrosa fan i want to make that very clear i love stephanie I loved when she was a casting choice on the Traders, and I loved watching her on that. Um, but yeah, it that was a lot. My, I think in my top five favorite moments of the season is the round where Sandra pulls off Sugar's top, and she's just running with the bag to the mat, just boobs out, and then turns around and just goes. <laughs> One, it, 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 is, it is in my top five favorite moments of this season, hands down. And she trades her dignity for the point. Is the point like, of the win. I was like, is that her dignity? Did she trade in her dignity? I feel her? like Sugar would just show her tits to anybody, if I'm mm -hmm. I feel like Sugar is just liberated and free. And, and, and it doesn't matter if her boobs are out or not. She's still going to be Sugar. And free the nipple. Yeah. Free. Why? Why are we bound by the bra anyway? Period. Free the nipple. Let's be free. <laughs> uh, the other big moment of note is Rupert, Rupert breaks the jump and then in three places give, proceeds to give a very detailed description of exactly mm -hmm. how he could feel his toe breaking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like, Rupert, I love I that. I don't need this right now, Rupert. <laughs> Hey, Rupert. <laughs> Rupert. I'll never see the letter J again. Oh, man. Well, after all that is said and done, two injuries and some tits, and the heroes win. <laughs> after the villains were very confident that they were going to win, it was like, we're so stronger. Confident. They're like, we have all of the good people. All of the rest of you are shit. You can't say that when you're the villain's tribe, when James exists. Right, right. 
James is right there. You can't mm -hmm. say anything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so they get their so the the win goes to the heroes. The prize, Flint. Right. Great. Okay. And then we get the, the early moments on the tribes. Things happen. <laughs> things okay. happen. Things happen and then things don't happen. Like things happen on the the hero's tribe. They go, they get their stuff, and they get to work. We're like, let's build this shelter, let's go. After we take our celebratory dip first, dip in the pool, get all the sand off us, then they go to work. On the villain's tribe, however, comma, things don't happen. <laughs> They're like, uh, I guess we should build something to be safe, to be dry a little, maybe. And they start to build the most lackluster shelter Ever. Ever. And Boston Rob is having a complete fit. He is like, why do I always end up on the tribe full of dum-dums? Like morons. Like lazy people who don't want to do nothing. Everybody's it's just like... I mean, in this one, he wasn't wrong. They were oh, all just wasn't. like, they were like, eh, uh, I don't want, the girls was like, where the strong guys need to put together the stuff. I don't want them to have to do that. Let the men do it. And the men are like, I don't want to do it. That's just crazy. I, coach, I'd rather do some Tai Chi on the beach. And Randy's like, I'm just tired. I don't do anything. And Rob is like, morons. Nobody's doing anything. He was losing his mind, but he was trying to hold back because he's like, I don't want to be the same Boston Rob that everybody know me as. I'm trying to bring it back, trying to bring it back, trying to bring it back. But he was internally losing it. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, poor thing, poor thing. But it was, it was interesting. But I don't know. I'm like, why are they like that? Like, y'all been here before. Some of y'all three times. Y'all been here before. You know what needs to be done. And yet, we're not doing it. Just, it was weird to me. Instead, they just start scheming. That's probably mm -hmm. the best way to put it. They're either not doing anything or scheming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting. So we also see... The heroes get some chickens. It's very early. It's like chickens happening. Great. The the villains end up getting their own rooster later on in, in the next episode. But it's like chickens in abundance. Great. Love it. And then we get the start of this romance. Ooh. But it doesn't go anywhere. Coach and Jerry... God, I love Jerry. I just, I love Jerry. I, uh, there is not much else I can say. I love Jerry. I love Jerry. Yeah, and 
I'm trying to make sure that I'm thinking the, the exact right thing here. She is the player who played the earliest on the entire season, right? Am I thinking right? Oh. And there goes Logan again. Uh, you're no, I think it was Colby actually. Oh yes, Colby. Colby, Colby, yeah, Colby, Colby was season on one. Um, season two. Yep. Oh yeah, he is season two. Yeah, he was he was runner up to Tina. Um. Yeah, I think it's J- it's it's Colby and then it's Jerry are the yeah. earliest players, and then most of the other people fall into like the mid section. The mid-teens of the Survivor seasons. But. Yeah, because a lot of the people who would have been brought back probably already went back for All-Stars. Or fans versus favorites at that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just a whole lot of Alliance talk throughout all of this day, too. Which, like, honest to God, none of these alliances mean anything for the rest of the season. Like, none of them matter. So. The only thing that does matter happens late at night. On day two? On day two. Directly before we're shown the immunity challenge. Oh, you mean Sugar following Colby around like a puppy dog? Honestly, Sugar just pissing everyone off. Sugar being Sugar. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not fun to watch. We're just like, oh okay, oh oh I okay. How it is. Yeah, it's it, that. That's I'm pretty sure like the only negative angle we get on the heroes the entire episode. This I episode, yeah, say. yeah, this episode in particular, because oh lord, oh lord, have mercy, it gets worse. Uh, but. Um, yeah, Sugar just pisses everyone off, following Colby around like a puppy dog, basically being like, oh, I realized I need a strong man in this game. And as such, getting ex- especially touchy-feely with everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I was very like, ew, <laughs> like, girl. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Don't 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 be that girl. Like she was being that girl. She was that girl. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Ew. But yeah. yeah. But we go to the immunity challenge because really yeah. not that one has happened. That's where we're at. Yeah. So we are splitting the tribe into a group of six and a group of four. A group of six. Row. Rowing. Rowing fire. After you put your own boat together. Put your boat together first. Yes, build the boat. Row, row, <laughs> row your boat. Fire. fire. Row back. <laughs> and then you have four team members at the puzzle. Um, puzzle. You have to put together this small like compass puzzle, but it's like three layers. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this puzzle, and I don't think they've done it that many times since. Which upsets me because it's a really interesting and intriguing puzzle because it has all of those levels to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, solve solve the puzzle, and then you have to take the rungs from the boat, the boat. that was made 
and that becomes the ladder and then you have to put the puzzle in and then you go to the top and then you light the fire and then you win. Mm -hmm. So all of that. So it comes down to so the heroes have a decent lead. Huge lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've got a pretty good lead starting out. Um, they get back, and then it's Amanda, Sari, Sugar, and... Rupert. Rupert. Thank you. I was like, there's a man, I think. Yep. Um, on the puzzle for the heroes, and they are just not getting it. Mm -mm. They're not getting it. Sugar tries to intervene at one point, but literally does nothing. Um, and then on the villain side, it's predominantly Sandra and Rob. Rob. Mm -hmm. uh, I think... Randy's there. Yeah. Randy's and just there. I think are there. Yeah, they're just there. They're kind of just like, we're going to do the latter part. So we're just waiting. Sandra demolishes this puzzle. It is mostly Sandra. And I have to say, I think this is one of Sandra's best challenge performances ever. Yeah, I was going to say, Sandra, like, in every other season, Sandra is, like, known for sitting out of the challenges, not doing much. This was... What? When she competes in challenges that are in her wheelhouse, she does absolutely incredibly. But if it's something that Sandra just can't do or doesn't do well, it just doesn't go well for the tribe as a whole. Yeah. Um, and actually, both of these first two challenges are things that Sandra are pretty good at. So uh, it ends up working out. Sandra and Rob end up getting the lead back for the villains. The villains just absolutely demolish the rest of the challenge and win immunity. So the heroes are going to the tribal of the council, or the council at the tribal. And there are a lot of names that end up getting thrown out. But ultimately, there's just one person that is going to be voted out. Yeah. But a lot of these conversations that happen in this episode prompt a lot of things that happen in not only the next episode, but in future episodes. So there is immediately the talk from Tom about wanting to get rid of the strong strategic player, that being Sari. Yay! And I mean... Uh, this is the only season that Sari does not do well. And it it's kind of very shown from the, the start of the season. It's like, they were coming for Sari. It did not matter what she did or what the people around her were doing. Um, Sari was a target from day one. And we'll see how that pans out in a future recap episode. But... Um, Sugar, meanwhile, is trying to go after Amanda for a reason. I don't know if there was ever a reason given, but she's just like, I want to vote out Amanda. I I want to say, I, I think it was in the same vein as Tom because... It was kind of implied that Amanda had some connections, maybe? Well, and specifically that, with James, and then with, obviously, Parvati. So, uh, I think that's what she was going for. 
And then that that's literally the only reason I can muster. It doesn't actually matter. No, none of it actually matters. There is another conversation that does matter for things to come. And that is a conversation in the, uh, in the jungle between Amanda, Candace, and Sari, where they're like, well, sugar is the obvious vote, but we really should break up this Tom and Stephanie thing because Tom and Stephanie are back together, working together from their previous season. And they're like, we might as well work together because we know each other and we know each other well. We've played this game together before. Let's continue to do that. So this episode, like the actual vote is not complicated, but everything that happens in this episode builds into the complexity of votes to come. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a very formative moment. Yeah. It does feel, and I mean, at this point, I think it's obvious who ends up going here. Like it's, it's not even like, oh yeah, no, there are other names thrown out. Yeah, no, there's still one obvious. It's sugar. It's sugar. It's a unanimous vote for sugar. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know how on some drag race seasons where it's like, it feels like it's obvious that they cast a first boot and we're like, okay, you're probably going to be the one to go out first. Like, if we need to, we can just send you home. But like, maybe you'll be fine. And then they just end up sending them home anyway. I feel like Sugar didn't have a ton of connections, like, at all. And especially with a first vote, with people super connected. She she just fully shot herself in the foot. And I think the producers maybe expected that. But I don't know. Potentially, yeah. I mean... I mean, Sugar didn't make it easy. She did made it. She made it kind of easy for people to be like, "Yeah, her." She didn't. She was annoying. People already was. She was rubbing people the wrong way already. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an easy vote to like. Okay, she needs to go, and it'll make our lives here a little easier. And she wasn't bringing that much to the challenges, so it was like you're not she contributing. That. Yeah, she was kind of objectively the weakest person. Mm-hmm. All right, so she wasn't contributing much to the challenges. She wasn't doing too much at camp. She was annoying everybody back at camp. So it kind of was like, yeah, she can go. No problem. Yeah. No big deal. So, bye, Sugar. Bye. Bye, Sugar. We move to episode two, where things just get a little bit more... Hmm. complicated so mm-hmm. the so there's two big storylines going into the immunity challenge that is also the reward challenge the first being there's a lot of rain it's raining <laughs> all the Everything time is soaking wet <laughs> and the villains are trying to get their camp back together And it's just, nothing's really coming together. And Rob is trying to lead the effort, but not trying to be that guy. And he ends up (laughs) passing out. 
He was he, he worked himself and the elements did not help him. He was sick. Like they said he had the flu. Yeah. And he just went down. I'm like hmm. But and I I fully believe that this was a real medical moment that happened mm-hmm. and I'm happy that Rob recovered incredibly positively. However, the camp of this entire filming sequence, the way this was shot, the editing that surrounded it, it's just, so Jerry finds Rob passed out, but there's conveniently a cameraman standing and filming Rob, and Jerry is just over Rob being like, Rob, wake up. And he's just like, send help. And I'm like, this, the camp, (laughs) the stupidity of this whole moment. And then they bring medics over and they bring Probst. And of course, because now Probst is there, Rob suddenly wakes up and he's just like, he's like, Probst. And he's just laying there medical. And Rob turns to Jeff and he's just like, I'm sorry. And Jeff is like, what are you sorry for? And he's like, I just love this game so much. It's just, it's getting the best of me. And I'm just like, this man, he is definitively one of the campiest people to ever play Survivor. And for that, I I have some respect for him. I do not love Boston Rob as a character on this show, on any of his seasons. I just want to make that clear. I don't think he's a bad person. I just don't love Rob the way that I know a lot of people love Rob. But I, I have to give him his flowers when it's deserved because this whole moment is just so produced and just so fucking campy. I love it. Just, uh, I don't know how y'all felt about it, but I just, uh, just, just give the man an Oscar. Honestly, honestly, it just, and, and normally when Jeff shows up, it's like, oh, okay. Someone's about to be taken out of the game. No, he's here because Jeff loves Rob and Rob loves Jeff, and we all know that. And it, mm-hmm. uh, they made a fucking statue of him, what, 19 <laughs> seasons later? <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Yep, they did. Oh, I forgot. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. We're... Remember Island of the Idols? <laughs> I wish I couldn't. Is that a season we need to do refilled? No. No. Absolutely not. Maybe we can cover the court case. <laughs> Honestly, that's campus fun. <laughs> Just yeah, these were the crimes. Can we move on? Oh my god. Oh, oh god. And then Lana, I don't know if you have any comments on Rob. I it was it was it was Rob. It was Jeff. They were it was cameras. They were making a TV show. 
That's it. <laughs> Rob knows how to make a TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is why. And he, them too. That's why he's still known as one of the one of the best people to play Survivor because yeah. he knows how to make good TV. So we so we juxtapose that with on the heroes. There is just tension, tension, tension between Rupert and Stephanie. Of all people to be feuding, it's Rupert and Stephanie. And it's just like... Because I'm like, of all people for Rupert to target, you're targeting Stephanie LaGrosa? I mean, why not? <laughs> for I mean, me, Stephanie is not the immediate target on the tribe. I mean, sure, I agree. I don't think she's the immediate target, but I feel like somebody who might feel like they could be a target need to make somebody else a target. Rupert yeah. has a broken toe. He can't do much, so he has to do anything he can to make sure the target is no longer on him and somewhere else. So he picks Stephanie, sure, because if he would have picked like Tom or Kobe, people would be like, absolutely not. No, we're not doing that. That's crazy. Rupert against Tom and Kobe who are healthy and da-da-da-da-da. You pick on a woman who you think is probably probably the strongest woman out there, but just because she's a woman can, can be considered as a weaker player than, you know, something else. So he just did what he had to do. Now, sure, he could have picked anybody else. And it probably would have went over. But him picking on Stephanie, I just think he just was like, I just need a target. And she just happened to be right there doing stuff that he didn't like doing. Like, apparently he didn't like how she made the coconut popcorn. Uh-uh. <laughs> just, and he, he didn't he appreciate that. So he was like, I make it differently. And she should have been like, well, you make it then, Rupert. But that's neither here nor there. We see Rupert is... He's so used to being that guy, Rupert. He was used to being the Rupert guy, the guy on Survivor who does everything around camp. People love him. Everybody loves Rupert. And now he's on a camp where people are like, I mean, yeah, you Rupert, but shoot, I'm Sari, I'm uh, James, I'm Tom, I'm Kobe, I'm Stephanie. You know, we all been here. We all did this. We all heroes. We, <laughs> you ain't nothing special, Rupert. So... I don't think he knew how to handle that, that be, not being that guy. So he's like complaining about everything. I think this was one of the moments I was like, oh man, Rupert, you started to get on my nerves. And that didn't happen the first time I've seen Rupert play. I, I was one of those people. I love Rupert. I thought Rupert was amazing. He's so great. Da, da, da. This season, I was like, mm, Rupert. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, I'm remembering the snippets of Rupert that I've seen because, the, I mean, he doesn't do a lot in, like, Kageon forward, if I'm thinking correctly. His last season, I believe, was, was it this one? I think it's this one. But, like, yeah, I mean, I just, personally, I didn't have much of a, oh, okay, 
That's why. Because oh. he ends up doing the Amazing Race. I think. I think so that's this, later. So this is not his last season. Um, this is his third of four seasons. Uh, his last one is Blood versus Water 1. Mm-hmm. That's because, it. Well, we'll get there when, if and when we... Uh, we do a refill for that season, which I think could be an interesting concept. Yeah, um, I know, I know what happens there, but Lord yeah. have mercy. Yeah, no, he goes down. Lana, do you flames. remember what happens there? In uh, Blood versus Water. Blood versus Water. Oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that. Yeah. His worst performance to date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a reason for it. It was a reason. There, for there's it. a reason for it, and it's not great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is basically <laughs> this is the season where Rupert's last Basically, it's basically uh, the last hurrah because the next season it's how did shit. how did they do on Amazing Race? I don't remember. They did pretty well. well I think they got brought back. Course. I uh, okay. Let me just look up the Amazing Race Rupert. Uh, do, 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 do. Rupert and Laura. Uh, they only played oh. on 31. Tenth? Mm. Oh. Oh. I thought they did much better. So did I. Me too. They only made... They literally they got... made two legs. Yeah. And they were near the bottom for their first, like, two. They almost got eliminated in the... Wow. Who? I really I... thought they did better. So did I. Me too. I did think they did better now. Because but... I remember them as one of the big survivor teams that was on the show. Yeah. I mean, but mm, Survivor, Amazing Race. Survivor teams just things. never do well on Amazing Race. Except big Brother teams. What about I say? Yeah, Robin Amber, but Big Brother teams kill. Big Brother teams uh, do amazing. They do amazing, and Survivor teams. Because they're when they did the crossover. Wait, also, side note: the reality crossover season of Amazing Race. We need to do refilled. I'm saying well, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because that, that may season be coming sooner rather than later, friends. Um, because I want to rewatch that season, but um, I don't think a Survivor team made it past like sixth. Because mm. the end game was all Amazing Race teams and. Yeah, I mean it's thirty-one when they played. Oh, it that was. that was the season. Oh yeah, I do remember that now. Actually. Yeah, and and I remember it because. No, no, no. They. Oh wait. Yeah, no. That was the only time they ever played. Yeah, that was the only time they played. The best placing survivor team was sixth. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, granted, Big Brother doesn't do a lot better, uh, but I mean, compared compared to the third season that's on there, uh, one of (laughs) just like in general, casting a All Star season where four of the teams have played the game before and seven haven't. And then expecting for these seven teams that haven't played the game before to beat the four that have. It's not even, it's five against six. Oh, yeah. The cast is Amazing Race teams. 
except for that one team that eats complete shit. There's a oh, yeah. that gets last, and every other team makes the top five. So, yeah. Oops. Well, anyway, oops. immunity anyway. challenge. So we are running, and then we're rolling giant blocks back to our station. And then uh, we have to build the puzzle of blocks that says heroes or villains. Mm-hmm. It ultimately comes down to the fact that Rob is an asshole and JT can't be an asshole. No, that is, I don't agree with that at all. I, I'm not going to sit here and do okay. that now. I don't think Rob was being an asshole. I think Rob was being a leader and making sure his team listened to him because that's what needed to be done. All those people talking, JT was being a punk and not saying anything and letting the team run over him. But I'm like, dude, you are the one who know how to do this challenge. Speak up. You got to be assertive. They literally and chose him to be the leader because he did it on Token Chief. You did it. You just did it. Like, you know what to do, and you should be the one to lead this thing and make it happen. So I do want to check one thing just on the side. Do, 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 do. Because uh, I uh, assemble the planks into a staircase. I'm looking for the specific challenge. Um, with the name of the tribe. Okay, so no, it was the exact same thing. Because I was, was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out like if maybe the thing on the side changed, and that's why. No, no, because they took all all of the challenges from this season are taken from previous seasons. Which is why at the, at the start of every challenge, Jeff is like, well, let's see who played in this before. And did you win? Did you not win? And that's that tends to be yeah. an all-stars trope that they end up doing throughout all of the other like all-stars or returning seasons that they've done that they do subsequently. Um through two winners at war, I believe they also they also yes. did it at Winners at War. Yeah, because I remember uh, them calling it out multiple times. Yeah. So uh... So yeah, so it it comes down to yeah, I, I agree with Lana. It comes down to JT just won't say anything, and Rob is yelling at people, uh, yelling at people, but it's effective, effective yelling, and they win. <laughs> just effective yelling sometimes works. So I love that the villains win yet again. Uh, their reward—I don't remember what the reward was. Uh, it tarp. ends up yeah, it's a tarp. Which, Which, I mean, great. They honestly need it. Yeah, They need anything they can get, honestly. So Uh, we we go back to Heroes Camp, and it very quickly, everything is factioned. Just almost immediately. So we we see the trio of Tom, Stephanie, and Colby. They're on kind kind of the minority, not really... Because the dominant alliance, quote-unquote, is Amanda, James, Rupert, and JT. And then you have icons, Sari and Candace, just sitting in the middle. And it really does ultimately come down to, are Sari and Candace going to vote with uh, the majority and take out Stephanie? Or are they going to vote with the minority, flip things around... And vote out Amanda. 
I forget how much Amanda gets targeted in the early days of this season also. It's like constant targeting of Amanda. And rightly so, because she is a very dangerous player. She's one of my favorite players. Um, so I, I get it, but. And then the other part Mm. that isn't, that doesn't lead to any major targeting, but is not great. Um, James is a bit annoyed, just like in general. James is annoyed. And I think rightfully so, honestly. Very rightfully so. Uh, and basically it's like, JT, what the fuck? Literally like, the fuck. <laughs> Without saying the fuck. Go for it, go for it. Okay, okay. I, I, was wanting, I, I didn't want to interrupt because I wanted you to finish your thought. Would you like the banner? Um, I'll put the banner up at Tribal Council because I have have no words. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, James is very much annoyed. And like we said, justifiably so. I agree with that. Because we said at the very beginning of the challenge, one voice. JT is the voice. One voice. And then we start the challenge. And we like getting stuff together. All of a sudden, that just got thrown clear out the window. And clearly by Stephanie, who was not being one voice and was changing things around. That's not right. This isn't right. That's not right. And he's like, hey, shut up. One voice. Now, listen, in the midst of a challenge, adrenaline is going. You pumped up. You all like um, in the moment. And so when somebody's doing something wrong, you yell. Just typically what happens is like, ah, hurry up. Let's do it. No, stop. Stop talking. Shut up. We we say stuff in the moment because we, you know, fueled by adrenaline. And so Stephanie to take that very personally. She took it very personally. Like, you are just yelling and screaming. And he's like, because you won't stop talking. <laughs> and we said one voice. Everybody's doing one voice, but you, like, mm. like you say, what, what? And then had the nerd to get mad because he got mad. And I'm just like, yo. Then uh, things start talk. They, when they get back to campus, start talking about things, and 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 the microaggressions and the little, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. The little dog whistles that they just throwing out there. I was like, yeah, I see it. I don't know if everybody go see it, but I see it. And it's not great. And I was like, this is this is what this this is this is what this refill thing is going to do. It's going to go back and we're gonna see things in a adult eye because some of us were young when we watched it the first time and some of us maybe didn't pay attention to things some of us wasn't some of us was blissfully ignorant to things at times we didn't see this we didn't know 
13 years ago, blissfully ignorant. Blissfully. Had no clue mm -hmm. at all. At all what was happening. So it's like, we don't see this. But now we wake up and we like, hmm? Because I'm going to be really brutally honest here. I remember watching this, like the whole, like, we'll, and we'll talk about the tribal situation in a second. But I remember watching the Colby and Stephanie versus James situation. And I do remember being on the side of Colby and Stephanie in that moment, originally mm -hmm. watching it. Mm -hmm. And now going back and looking at it, I'm like, I understand why Colby is defending Stephanie, but what Stephanie said and did was not okay. And James is 100% in the right for everything that happened. And so it, it I, I love that we're doing this for that exact reason, Lana, is like, we want to rewatch this because we enjoy these shows and we these are great seasons and all of that. Mm -hmm. But looking at all of these moments through the lens of today is going to be so interesting. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how I feel about some other moments that happen throughout the rest of the season involving, I'm going to say specifically, Suri and James. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm not... I'm not on I'm I'm on the James side now, but it is very interesting going back and looking and seeing those dynamics play out. And it's like it's yeah. interesting. Because this mm -hmm. is and I don't really get to speak much here because I was just getting into like first grade at this point. But um this was just oh, the start of like yeah, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, this was just the start of like, not not the start, but like when they actually filmed it, it was like the start of Obama finally taking office and like big change coming to America. But uh, yeah, yeah, it gets weird. The, the weird is not a way to put it, but weird. It gets it. It, it's very interesting looking at it from today. Yeah. Yeah. But we can move on. <laughs> yes. To tribal. Oh, we're going right there. Huh? <laughs> there. There's nothing much else. There's, there's nothing else to speak on. Lana, you go right ahead, darling. Um. Okay. So at this tribal, let me, I'm sorry, I'm getting messages because. I too just started an all-star game. Um, yeah. <sighs> so like that's scary. This one okay. is very scary. <laughs> I'll say that. But um I just got nominated. But okay. Uh, <laughs> how dare they? Well, half of us was gonna get nominated anyway. It was a, like how dare they? <laughs> right. Like I should have been the one of them that was safe, but Four of us got nominated on an eight-person drive. Well, <laughs> you know, and to be me, uh, I knew. But anyway, 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 anyway. Let's. Uh, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about this tribal council because I have thoughts. I was very annoyed because this is what bothers me, and I'm gonna say it. This is what bothers me about white people because clearly, <laughs> James was asked a question by Jeff Rose. Jeff says, so James, you seem very annoyed at the challenge today. Why were you annoyed? And he says, because it felt like some people weren't listening to what we said 
and the one voice conversation we were supposed to listen to JT and he's going to help us and we didn't do that. Some people weren't doing that. Jeff Probst then say, who are we talking about? James says, well, since you asked me the question, Stephanie, <gasps> you're bullying her. How dare you? Why would you say her name and she can't defend herself because you're bullying her? Wait, hold on. How do we get from Jeff Probst asking this man a question, him saying Stephanie's name, Stephanie going off, him responding to her going off, now all of a sudden he's bullying her. She interrupted on his question. It wasn't her question. It was his question. Now, Colby's stepping in saying, wait, you expect her not to defend herself? No. She can defend herself when it's her time to speak. But at the moment, Jeff Rofe was asking James the question. James answered said question. Now, when um, Jeff said, Stephanie, will you have something to say? Then, yes, she defends herself. But then... For Tom to jump in and talk about some, you're bullying her. I'm like, where? Where? And so now it looks like James is the evil black man jumping on this poor little girl, this little white woman, making her upset because he called out his frustrations to her, which I feel like he had every right to do. You can feel frustrated with somebody who doesn't do what we said we were going to do at the beginning of the challenge. One voice. You were another voice that was not the voice we said we were listening to. So, yes, he was annoyed with you. But for you to turn that around to now James is bullying her, and not just that, you just, you turn it, it continues. It's going to continue in the next episode. Like, I don't like it. The microaggressions is just, oh, because now he looks like the angry black man. And he's just picking on this little girl who was just trying to help in the challenge. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. And but it's not the first, it's not the last in time that happens or will happen in this series of Survivor because that's just what we do. Oh boy, next episode. <sighs> yeah, oh the boy, preview made episode. it look rough. <clears throat> it's not as bad as they make it out to be. Okay. It's still not great by any means. Yeah, but... I mean, I mean, granted, the preview made it look like bad mm -hmm. like like that's not some great editing yeah but ultimately it comes down that's literally all that happens at tribal and then we go to vote <laughs> like literally that's it um it ends up being a six to three vote and stephanie is voted out Tries to give the tribe advice, and then James tells her to shut up, and I loved it. He said, keep your mouth shut. Oh, my God, really? Like, I, hate well, I really don't like I don't like Tom. I don't. I don't like him. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, wow. It, the two of them were fighting earlier. Do you not expect that kind of response? Like, Why would he not say anything when she's directly talking to him? 
Maybe you shouldn't cuss out the tribe. Maybe you should do what we said do and shut up. How about that? Yeah. So how come when he says something, he's not just defending himself? Hmm. Hmm. How come it he's not just defending himself? Suspicious. Weird. But, but let's put it as that. It was suspicious. Was- Weird. A little weird, a little strange, a little kooky, but a little off kilter. Well, boy, this season is going to be wild, and I cannot wait to talk about it. But we will be back next Outwit Wednesday. Thank you for the name, Lana. Um, We will be back uh, with episodes three and four of Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, our new part of our new schedule of programming coming to this new The Cup TV channel with uh, Make It Work Mondays, Outwit Wednesdays, and Famous Family Fridays covering Project Runway Season 1, Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, and Claim to Fame Season 2. I'm very excited about all of them. Uh, Make sure to check out all of our content with that. Make sure to check out our main channel if you are interested in drag content um, because that's going to be pretty much the focus of that channel. So... If you like drag content, cool. If you like reality TV stuff that doesn't always involve drag, but on occasion it does, if there's a drag queen on a show, um, make sure to stick out, stick over here to, to hang out with us. Big Brother is on the horizon and several other shows. So get your merch, link below. Uh, and with that, I wasn't, ah, hold on, ah, cheers. 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 Yeah. I got it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.